0: Praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise ye the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so very much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled Peace with God. Today's subtitle is Junk Food. Oh boy, I can't wait for you to hear this. Junk food. I believe it's going to bless your life. But this message isn't really about food. It's about decisions that we make that can really alter and change our lives. So you've got to hear this. I know it's going to bless you really well. Don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's message as well as the entire series. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Junk Food. It's part number four of the series entitled Peace with God. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day that you have given us Uh, to gather around your rich word. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us. For Lord, you said man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So Father, in order for us to live, you've got to speak. In order for us to live, you must speak. And Father, we pray today that our ears will be attuned to your voice, our spirit man attuned to your voice. Our hearts will be ready to respond to you. And Lord, we say, even as John the Baptist declared, we must decrease and you must increase. Lord, we love you today and we honor you. And we ask that you would teach us and guide us into all truth. Lead us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Well, as you know, we're in a series uh, entitled, anybody know? Peace with God. Absolutely outstanding. Peace with God. And today is part number four of that series. If you missed part one, two, or three, there are some CDs on the back table there, but of course they're all online and they're also available on the Kingdom Rock app. Make sure you get that. The last we talked about, I believe the message was the narrow way. Prior to that was it's not popular. There are some things that are just not popular. You need to hear that. And also, of course, we start the series with Peace with God. Today, we're going to go into part four, and uh, we're going to title a part four. Help me out. We're going to title part four. All right. She's going to make sure that she gets that. We're going to get that going in just a second. We're going to, I'm going to be doing some board work today, by the way, as they get that together. I'll be doing some uh, board work today. So I thank James for putting it back over there for me, but I'll put it back. <laughs> We're going to talk about, anybody? Junk food. junk food today. Isn't that wonderful? We're going to talk about junk food. Wow. Some of you are looking at the picture and getting hungry, and some of you are looking at the picture and getting disgusted. <laughs> picture of a lot of hamburgers, fries, hot dogs, and pizza, and other stuff. That's there. All right, junk food. All right, but first of all, before we go into junk food, let's talk about what junk food is. What junk food is? Now, are you with me today? Yes. All right, junk food is food that has low nutritional value, uh, typically produced in uh, the form, rather, typically produced in the form of packaged snacks, needing little or no preparation. These items are processed, they are manufactured, uh, have added chemicals, sugars, and the other unhealthy ingredients that can uh, have long term adverse effects on your health. I know, sorry. They are quick, they are convenient, they are in, yeah, in many cases, they are inexpensive compared to healthier foods, but they don't really satisfy. I can't get no talking here. It's okay. We're we're, going to go on. Um, But we're really not going to talk about so much food today, but that's a part of it. Some people are getting cold, so I know we'll Who's cold in here? Who's cold? A few people are cold. All right, all right. They'll go ahead and adjust the air for you. I thank God for air. Hallelujah. All right. Now, so it's not not really going to, our theme is not really going to be about the food, but you'll understand as we go through what exactly we're talking about. Uh, So we're really talking about uh, junk or garbage or, you know, and there's some junk food or There are some things, of course, that taste good, that looks good, that smells good. Mmm, just makes your mouth water. And that's okay until you begin to eat it, until you begin to get it in you. After a while, it begins to leave you empty, dissatisfied, and eventually it may even give you the runs. It'll make you wish you hadn't eaten. And anybody had something like that before? Make you wish you hadn't eaten. It was good when it was on your plate. Oh, boy. But after a while, that stomach, oh, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, why did I eat that? Why did I do that? That's not good. Well, we're going to start here in Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16. And I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 7. Proverbs 16, verses 1 through 7. Now, this is out of the King James Version. They're going to do their best to make sure that, the, that these uh, scriptures are, are on the screen for you. And I hope we are able to do that if, if at all possible. All right. Proverbs 16, verses 1 through 7. Let me see it. Let me help you out. Let me see it. All right. We'll give, it, give ourselves just a second, okay? All right. All right. Let's go ahead and put it up here. Hold on a second, everybody. Hold on a second, Tori. Hold on a second we're going to make it work. Amen? Amen. All right. All right. All right. It appears to be working now. All right. There we go. All right. So, uh, of course the scriptures are on the screen for your convenience, but of course you can always bring your Bible with you. I encourage you to bring your Bible. All right. Uh, Proverbs 16 chapter verses one through 17, chop full of wisdom or rather one through seven, chock full of wisdom. Let's go ahead and look at this. And it says in verse number one, the preparations of the heart in man and, and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. In other words, man will plan, uh, but God has the final say so in it. Amen. Verse number two, all the ways of a man are clear or pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit's, In other words, the Lord weighs your motives. Everybody thinks they're doing the right thing, but the Lord can see your motives. Verse 3, commit commit thy way unto the Lord, and thy fault shall be established. Verse 4, the Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Verse 5, everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Verse 6, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Verse 7 is actually our power verse for today. Verse 7 reads, when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Verse 8, better is a little with righteousness, Then great rewards without right. You got that right, Lord. Verse 9 a man's heart deviseth or plans his way, but the Lord directs, or we can also say, or he determines his steps. Giving also, uh, giving reference back to verse number one, actually. That was verse number one through nine. Now let's look at verse number 25. Verse 25 says, there is a way that seems right. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Turn to your name. Tell him you really, do need the Lord. you really do need the Lord. You really do need the Lord. You really do. One thing that you will find before we get back up to verse number seven. One thing you will find in this series, I've been trying my best by the by the Spirit of God is to give us a clue about how to have peace with God. Peace with God. Having peace with God has to do with you following his instructions and living his way. Remember, this is not Burger King world. You cannot have it your way. Hallelujah. It really is his way or the highway. It really is. Mankind is corrupt. Been corrupt for a while. So therefore, if there's anything good that you see in me, it must be Jesus. If you see something good, it must be him. It must be God. God is good. So we go through this life trying to be gods unto ourselves, trying to govern our own lives and our own existence, living what we say the best way we can. But the only way that will bring success and true and lasting change is when you do it the Lord's way. And I find that when we do it the Lord's way, he makes even your enemies to be at peace with you. Now, let's look back up verse number seven one more time. Help me read this. Okay, let's let's read it together. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Let's try it again. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Now, let's let that sink down. Now, we know that when the Bible talks about man's, this is not gender specific. This is man or woman, right? Boy or girl. So we can uh, bring this home to ourselves and we can say, when my ways please the Lord. He makes even my enemies to be at peace with me. Can we say that? Let's go, let's go there. Let's try. When my ways please the Lord, he maketh even my enemies to be at peace with me. Can you, can we grab that? So there are benefits in pleasing the Lord and we're going to show you that today. And on next week, the Lord willing, I'm going to show you by the spirit of God who your enemies actually are. Hallelujah. 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 Interesting to note, the Bible does not say he would make all your enemies to be at peace with you. If you have 10 enemies, the mistake here is to assume that God is going to make all 10 bow down. He said, enemy. So if you have a total of 10, I pray you don't. But if you have a total of 10, he could be talking about two. Amen. He could be talking about three. When he called the children of Israel to cross over to the promised land, he left some people there just for them to have target practice. <laughs> just for them to build up their faith and courage. Are you hearing? Yeah. Not all were conquered. He left some of them there. All right, but let's look. All right, so let's go. We're going to, today we're going to talk about really the first, por- first portion of that because we want to get to the last part when your enemies are at peace with you. And let me just go, just give you a brief overview, just a brief overview. Your enemies are not always that are stabbing you in the back. I'm talking about having an eternal perspective. Your, enemy, your enemies are, are not always your ex. Or terrorists, or ISIS, or whatever's going on. The Bible declares that there are enemies that also that are in your own household. Yeah, somebody really yelled, "Amen!" There, I heard that. But some people say, "Well, it's the devil. The devil's my enemy. It's that old devil, that old slewfoot, foot, that old Satan. He's my enemy." Now he's not the worst enemy. The worst enemy that you will have have to contend with is the one that you see in the mirror every day. That's the one that gets you into trouble. When you brush your teeth, that's the mouth that gets you into trouble. Your worst enemy is on the inside of you. And as the old proverb goes, once you conquer the enemy on the inside, the enemy on the outside can do you no harm. So one of the things that Lord is talking about here, as our ways please him, he'll even deal with you. And you will leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> he'll help you to conquer and to subdue you. Yesterday we read scriptures uh, in the book of Genesis, how the Lord told Adam and Eve, go and conquer and subdue. Well, conquer, subdue what? Lord, the earth. Well, aren't you, weren't you made of the earth? Yes. Well, I wonder how far could you get in life if you could tell yourself no? How far could you get in life if you could just hold your own self back? How far could you get in life when you stop standing in the way of you? Hallelujah. You do understand that it took you so long to get saved because you were in the way. All right. So we're going to be looking at that. Praise the Lord. So praise God. But we want to look at the first part of that. When a man's ways please the Lord. So we're going to have to be in position. We're going to have to get in position so that the next part of the verse really applies to us. All right. So when the Bible talks about being pleased, when a man's ways or when a woman's ways, when a person's ways, please the Lord. So to look at the word, please, please, meaning of course, uh, to make acceptable or to make satisfying or to satisfy when your ways satisfy God. Wow. That sounds impossible. Doesn't it Ray? When your ways satisfy God, he will make even your enemies to be at peace with you. When your ways satisfy my ways, Jesus, my ways, when your ways satisfy him, when he approves of your ways, when your ways have, find, have found favor in the sight of God, is going to make a reaction, it's going to have a result, a positive result on your enemies. Yeah. Now that's big. So the question would be, uh, what can I do? How can my ways be pleasing to the Lord? I'm so glad that you asked. I'm so glad you asked. Let me give you another definition here of pleasing the Lord. So I pray you're ready. What this means in a a nutshell is when your life is aligned with his life. When your life is aligned with his life. When it becomes in a oneness in sync with him. We can also say uh, that this means when you've allowed Christ to have the preeminence in your world, when you've allowed Christ to have first place in your world, uh, because understand something, on two separate occasions, God said to Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. God, the father is pleased with his son. So when you begin to imitate Christ, when you begin to look like Christ, and even we can go a little bit deeper. Imitation is great. We should be like Jesus. Hallelujah. But that's not your ultimate goal. The ultimate goal of Christianity is not for us to be like him. The ultimate goal of Christianity is to have him manifested himself through us so that when they see us, they see Christ. When they hear us, they hear Christ. When you lay your hands, it's not just your hands, but it's the hands of Christ. It's when the Lord pushes through you. Hallelujah. I know you're good and you're pretty and you're handsome, but the world doesn't need more of you. (laughs) But they surely do need more of Jesus. Hallelujah. So the end goal here is for Christ to have his full manifestation through us. Amen? Amen. And the fight is, and the fight is that um, we begin to decrease, as John the Baptist said again, we begin to decrease and Christ takes first place. Yes. And as we do that, here, here's the warning sign. As, as we do that, the more you get lost in Christ, the flesh begins to rise up and say, Lord, what about me? What about me? What about what I want? What about me? What about my pleasures? What about me? What about me? What about me? But you see, the more you lose yourself in him, the more you will actually actually discover that God has things already prepared for you that you don't even know about. That your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into your heart the things that God has prepared for you, but he will reveal them. By his spirit, once you get in proper position. Yes. Think about it in these terms. Parents, you have children. If you're a parent, you should have children. Right. <laughs> it does work that way, doesn't it, Gene? <laughs> Typically, it does work that way. <laughs> there are some things that you want to give to your child. But based on their maturity, you can't release it. As the child gets older and gets driving uh, ready, getting ready for the vehicle, you're going to look at the child and you're going to examine the child. Are you responsible enough to take this rocket, this car, this thing? Are you responsible enough to take this on the road and go down the road and come back? You're going to weigh the responsibility, although you may have another car sitting there, although you may have the keys there, although you may have the money to buy the car, but you're going to have to weigh the maturity of the child. And once the child becomes mature, once their ways become pleasing, then you will fully release it to them. So you're waiting. The father's waiting really on you. He's waiting on us. And it's not the fact that God's waiting to see if you are going to stop doing something or not. He's waiting to see how much of his son can he see in you. Does that make sense to you? All right. So that's that's our goal. We want to we want to be we want Christ to manifest his presence through us. We want the manifestation of Christ. And the only one that can do that is the Holy Spirit. He can lead us into the manifestation of Christ in our lives. All right, so the Father is pleased with Jesus. So the more I become like him, the more Christ is seen through me, the more pleasing I become to the Father. Now, let me show you an indication of how to get that done, how to get there. Let's go to Philippians, the second chapter. Philippians, the second chapter, uh, verses five through 11 I'll be reading this to you out of the New Living Translation. I like the way it reads. So I want you really to hear this. Now I want you to, as we're going through this, I want you to keep in mind that as your ways please the Lord, he makes even your enemies to be at peace with you. First of all, the one we're praying for the most is the enemy that's on the inside. The enemy that is so easy to be riled up. That enemy that is so easy to believe the wrong things. That enemy that is so easy to say the wrong things and do the wrong things. That enemy that is so easy to to think those awful thoughts that we don't want anybody to know that we're thinking. All those don't come from the devil, some of that comes from you. I can't get no talk in here. Philippians, the second chapter. Let me read to you verses 5 through 11, because we're serious about this. Amen? Amen? I mean, your world is going to change when you change. Your world will change when you change. It's like that old song that Michael Jackson sang. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Ooh, I'm asking him to change his way. Ooh, then some, some, some man in the clearer.
1: If you, you want to make
0: a world a better place or something, something, do you? Okay. <laughs> <Gee>. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. It just, oh, it just happens sometimes. But really, do, it really does. The change starts with you. Because people will treat you differently when you are different. Oh, that's a word right there. People will treat you differently when you become different. Hallelujah! Yes. When you begin to straighten your back up, they won't ride you anymore. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Philippians second chapter verses five through 11, it says this, but, but, um, verse two, it says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. King James says, have the mind of Christ. Yes. You must have the mind of Christ. New Living Translation says again, uh, you must have the same attitude that uh, Christ Jesus had. Verse six, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. Verse 8, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name. I love that word, the name, gave him the name. King James says a name. I love that the name because Jesus does have the name, the title, the position. gave him the name above what? All other names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is what Lord to the glory of God, the father That's another interesting point there in order, in order for us to get to that point of pleasing God, having pleasing ways, Jesus has for many of us become savior. And that's wonderful. But has he become Lord? Has he become ruler? Has he become king, sovereign over your life? Hallelujah. All right. One way to know if he's king or not is when he tells you to do something and you don't want to do it. Does he win? All right. So we want to have pleasing ways. But again, I I don't want you to get into the trap of you say, "Okay, God, I want to be pleasing to you. I want to be like Jesus. So that means I got to stop this. I got to stop drinking. I got to stop smoking. I got to stop doing drugs. I got I got to stop lying. I got to stop all this stuff. I got to stop. I got to stop. The trap is that that once we see something, we see something and we think we know the answer. We try to jump in with both feet and handle it. We try to jump in with the force of our will, our own flesh, or, or the power of our will. We'll use willpower to stop this. Well, that will only bring you temporary results. Anybody have gone there before and say, I'm going to stop something? And you do it for a while. Yeah. Hallelujah. You Start out strong. Start out strong. Most people call this the New Year's resolution. You started, you had good intentions, you were going to do this thing, you had your mind made up, you went at it with the force of your will, the power of your will, willpower, and you went at it with all your flesh, all your might, but it only works for a little while. It does not bring lasting change. It's like trying to pull down, like you have a, a, an apple tree in the front yard. You say, I'm really going to handle this. So you pull down all the apples and you think you did it, but turn around and more apples are beginning to grow. Right? Yeah. So you attacking the behavior, is, you attacking it dead on is not the answer. Hallelujah? Hallelujah. Let me help you. Let me show you what the answer is. Anybody know want to know what the answer is? Oh, good, good, good. So we want to arrive at, I'll say here, pleasing, pleasing ways. Uh Uh-oh. Pleasing ways. Amen? Don't we want to arrive at pleasing ways? First thing we say we want to do, we want to, let's say we want to, um, let's say, well, we want to attack our actions. You say, okay, well, let, I want to attack my actions. Okay. So we say, okay, in order for, let's say here, actions. You say, I got to have, uh, I got to have right actions in order to have pleasing ways. Isn't that right? I got to have right. If I act right, if I'm acting as Christ, I know I'm going to, I know I'll be all right. But in order to have right actions, you got to make uh, right choices right choices. Isn't that right? Oh, that kind of hits us because we don't always make the right choice, do we? Choices lead to actions. Actions lead to pleasing ways. Well, in order for us to have the right choices, we got to have uh, the right anybody? The right faults. Right? Thinking Leads to the choice. The choice leads to the action. The action leads to the ways. And really, by the way, the word ways, ways here talks about your lifestyle. S-T-Y-L-E. Miracles happen every day. <laughs> leads to a lifestyle, right? If someone's thinking wrong, they're going to make wrong choices. If they make wrong choices, they're going to make wrong actions. And they're going to live in a wrong lifestyle. You're not going to have a pleasing way. Well, how do I have right thoughts? I'm glad you asked that too. You guys are really on it today. You got to have the right information. All right. If I have the right input, right? If I have the right information, I'll have the right thoughts. If I have the right thoughts, I'll, have, I'll make the right choices. If I make the right choices, I'll have the right actions. If I have the right actions, it's going to lead me to pleasing, pleasing ways or the right lifestyle. Amen. Make sense? Yes. In order for me to have the right information, it starts with having the right input. Input, which is spending time with anybody. No, not your neighbor. Spending time with God and his anybody? Oh my God, you're on it. And his word. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if I'm if I have a bad lifestyle, it's only because I'm putting bad I have a bad input. I'm getting bad information. I'm having bad thoughts. I'm making wrong choices. I'm having wrong actions. That makes sense? So if we say, well, I want to have pleasing ways. I want my ways to be pleasing to the Lord. I'm going to start attacking this immediately. If you start just from here in the actions, you're going to miss it. Because all this other is still pushing. All right. Now we can line up in two places. One, pleasing ways. The second one is, uh, let's say, We'll say, uh, you can end up, end up also on bad street. <laughs> How many of us have ended up on bad street, don't want to be their street? How do we start there? We got wrong input. We start, that is wrong information. It didn't start with God, believe me. Wrong information. Then we began to think something wrong. That led to the wrong choice. That led to the wrong action. And then we ended up in Bad Street. Make sense? All right. So you've got no choice but to get with God. As the old adage goes, garbage in, garbage out. Junk in, junk out. Treasure in, treasure out. What you put in is what you're going to get out of it. So if we're not spending that time with the Lord, getting that good input. We can't expect to end up in pleasing ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Let me show you a little bit about this as we begin to close out shortly. Psalm 119, verse 9. I'm going to read to you out of the King James Version and also out of, New, out of the New Living Translation. Y'all get anything out of this today? It says, Wetherwithal uh, shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed... There too, according to Thy word, I love. I love the New Living Translation. How it reads? It says, "How can a young person stay pure? How anybody? By obeying Your word. word. How can you obey something you never heard? If you never heard it, how can you stay pure? How can you stay clean? Amen. Amen. So again, if it starts with the Lord, it's going to end up with the Lord as well." This should be a daily routine. Now it's going to take you a while unless the Lord snaps his fingers and really does a, an anointed thing on you. It may take a while for you to clean all of that out of your system. For you to detox, for the Holy Spirit to detox you. But the more you input it, the more it pushes other things out. You remember when you had your glass of Coca-Cola or your glass of... Uh, punch or juice and you held it under the kitchen sink and you turned the faucet on when the, your glass was filled with Coca-Cola or juice I don't know why you waste it like that but <laughs> it was full of it but when you turn the sink on and the water goes in what happens to the juice or to the Coca-Cola what have you it begins to come out right little by little it begins to rise to the surface and come out it gets diluted and dilu- after a while it looks perfectly clear. What was in it came up and came out. As you continue to pour something pure in, it begins to push out the impure thing. So our failure is, we want to stop the behavior without pouring pure things in. And it leads us in the exact same place. He leaves you frustrated, aggravated, why can't I change? Because you're not pouring anything in. Yeah. You have to be consistent. Because you were consistent. We, we were consistent in pouring wrong things in. Amen. All right. All that being said, it's not good for you to watch some TV shows. That's right. Amen. Now we're getting into your house shows come on you say oh I want to see that I want to see that I want to see that and I, there was one the other night I really been waiting to see this and it came on and I saw the first episode and I said well can't watch this Amen. Amen. I don't need that trash getting in me right. all TV shows aren't good for you to watch all movies aren't good for you to watch all songs are not good for you to hear all conversations you don't have to be involved in it hallelujah Hallelujah. and you don't have to read every single Facebook post (laughs) (laughs) oh boy it's dangerous up here today you don't have to read every single magazine every single newspaper you don't have to let that come into you And by our, with our game lovers, you don't have to play every single kind of game. Hallelujah. Better hurt the lamb. Let me say this too. God tells us all to love everybody, but he did not tell you to listen to everybody. He told you to love them. Yes. But also understand that not everybody is your friend. Not everybody's trying to be your friend. Friendship is two ways. There's a give and a take. If you find them constantly taking, they're not your friend. They're constantly taking, but they're not giving. They're not friends. Hallelujah. So we go back to the very beginning. We'll, i um, trying to land it here today. We want to have pleasing ways. Amen. Because if you have pleasing ways, then the Lord will make, I love the word, he maketh. Something's going to have to be made, made to submit. Especially, especially when you're dealing with flesh, have to be made to submit. It just won't do it on his own. I know we're hoping things will work out. We're hoping this and hoping that, but some things will have to be made to submit. All right. Now, so if we continue to put garbage in, we're going to continue to get garbage out. Look at uh, Proverbs 2, rather Proverbs 4, verse 23. Proverbs 4, verse 23. And it says this, very important that you understand this. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence. For why? For out of it are the issues of life. I wonder, are we having so many issues because we're not keeping our heart, not guarding our heart? Boy, that really hit too. Matthew 15. Let's go to Matthew 15. Let me show you this. Matthew 15, verses 17 through 20. There's a discussion here. The Lord Jesus speaking. He says, everything you eat passes through the stomach then and then goes into the sewer. It says, but the words you speak come from what? The heart. That's what defiles you. It says, verse 19, for from the heart comes what? Evil faults. faults. And what else? Murder and what else? Adultery and what else? All sexual immorality. What else? Theft and what else? Lying Lying. and what else? Slander. Slander. These are what defile you. It says, Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. So we're looking for something to defile us. We say, hey watch who you associate with because they're messing you up. No, it's coming from inside of you. You will attract what you are. I've known sisters say, why keep finding the wrong man? Because you will attract what you are. Praise the Lord. Again, things may look good. They may taste good. They may sound good. But it's junk food. We're going to put some healthy food inside of us. Spend healthy time with the word of God. Spend time in his presence. This is that clear water that comes out of the faucet that flushes out your soul. Flushes out your soul. Spending time in his presence, asking him to manifest Christ in you asking him to clean you on the inside, forgiving your brothers and sisters, those that have offended you, those that have wronged you, spending time in the presence of the Lord. This will lead to this lifestyle of pleasing ways. Amen. Amen. We have more for you, but I think we're going to stop there for today. Let's give God a mighty hand of praise. We're done. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a hand of praise. If you receive that, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So the challenge this week is this. I want to challenge you this week. Put yourself under that faucet. Put yourself under that faucet. Get by yourself somewhere. Grab your Bible. And sometimes just sit there and say, Lord, I'm here. Lord, I'm, I'm here. I want to spend that time with you. I challenge you to do this we pray that you are blessed today by the ministry remember if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org that's www.kingdomrock.org we will be so glad to connect with you while you're there on the website make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.